The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com backslash pool. That's birddogs.com backslash pool. And so, the IDP Pro Manager Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers and professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here are your veteran senior IDP pros, Craig and Gary. Slacking, I mean sacking, today's hottest NFL IDP. Damn it, sorry about that. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the IDP Pro Managers Pod. It is Friday, June 16th, 2023, at the 17th episode. So ADP tipsters with me as always, Gary, how is the middle of June going for you so far? Ramping up for a little vacation next week. Actually here in Ohio, uh, where I live, it has been crazy because we get hot and then we get cold and it's not unusual this time of year, but it's really, really messing with me getting my bird dogs on at the beach. Yeah, we're having the same thing here. It was like one day it was in the high 80s, and then yesterday it was like in the 60s, which you think, well, it's 20 degrees. It isn't a ton, but, you know, back-to-back days doing that and jumping around like that throughout the week can certainly get to you. So we got the same thing going on here. But today we're here to talk to you guys about IDP, of course, and we're going to be looking mm-hmm. at the top defensive linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs from the Fantasy Pros IDP rankings. We'll be going over all that in a little bit, but we do have some news to cover, and some of it will matter in your IDP leagues this year. First off, the Athletics' Zach Rosenblatt reported that safety Chuck Clark, who went to the Jets from the Ravens this year, suffered a serious knee injury, and as a result of that, it seems the Jets went out and signed former Packers safety Adrian Amos. Yes, they've signed another Packer, to no one's surprise, this is a one-year deal worth up to $4 million. We don't know anything for sure on Chuck Clark's knee, but it doesn't sound good by any accounts, Gary. So does it kind of feel like they're looking to maybe slide in Amos there for Clark if Clark's going to be out for an extended period of time? Well, I'd have to assume so, considering the rest of the depth chart that we have here. I mean, the only thing that's probably a lock is Jordan Whitehead at this moment. I mean, Chuck Clark, it looks like he'll at least miss the beginning of the season. That's how worried they are. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Amos, it's not going to be that far of a drop-off. He's a capable veteran. He's not been a top-end guy, but a couple of times, I think, in his career for IDP. And we have to question, since the new regime taken over in the, with the Jets, we really haven't had a superstar safety come up out of there like we really wanted back when everybody was hoping for May and uh, when Jamal Adams left, you know, all that. You know, it's never really folded out. We don't get the consistency and solid safety that we want. We were hoping that that Chuck Clark might be able to switch that around after doing what he did in Baltimore. And one guy that I am glad I got in a best ball not too long ago was Jordan Whitehead late at this point. Yeah, he's probably going later than 
Chuck, Chuck Clark or maybe Amos at this point with this news coming out because he isn't as sexy as a name as you say out there. He's sort of just more of a consistent middling guy that you can put out there and he'll have some big games for you. Maybe he ends up being the bigger safety right. IDP production-wise with this news. I'd like to remind everybody as well that it just happened recently. You know, we have these veterans, younger veterans that move from team, their second teams and are learning a new defense like John Johnson did when he went to Cleveland uh, his first year. He didn't do shit, but his second year, he was really, really serviceable or solid, even uh, low DB1 numbers in some leagues and on occasions. Uh, see, I think Rashawn Jenkins was another one of them. So we also have the ones that fail. The reason I'm saying this is, is Jordan Whitehead is actually a better ball player than what he put out on the field last year. Give him a second chance. Go ahead and dot him on there, especially with this news. Some more secondary news. Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson told reporters he thinks he will be ready for the start of training camp. He is returning from a torn patellar tendon. More injury news, more knee injury news. Broncos linebacker. Slash edge Baron Browning said he may not be ready to start the season. He had meniscus surgery, not you know crazy invasive, but he did have some cleanup and meniscus surgery earlier this month, June. So we'll have to see how that plays out going into August here. Cleveland.com's Mary Kay Cabot reported that Brown's defensive tackle Perion Winfrey had the misdemeanor assault charges against him dismissed. However, being the NFL and Roger Goodell, he still may see discipline from the NFL from this incident. And finally, more impactful for everyone, Tom Pelissero reports that Vikings edge Daniil Hunter is planning on skipping the team's mandatory minicamp. He's hoping to get a new contract either with the Vikings or be traded and get a new contract as he is only going to be making $5.5 million in the last year of his deal which is certainly a bargain price and understandable why he would want more money for a guy of his talent and sort of the direction they're going with rebuilding. But keep an eye on what happens with Neil Hunter this year. And speaking of what's going on, the IDP Pros Manager Pod is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with increased bankroll. So get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Or double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle, or worse, hedge for yourself. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark either. They charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? That's what I'm talking about! Edge Boost can also be part of a responsible gaming plan as you can set up with daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all of your betting accounts just in that one place. So go help support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What good is fantasy football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense, but we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out the 3D Dynasty podcast with Dave and Brad. That's right, the dude, the dork, and the dynasty. And follow that up with Heroes and Villains, featuring Justin Bruni and Andrew Robb. 
All of the SGPN Fantasy Football podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win your leagues. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium fantasy football content. We're going to be sort of looking at the fantasy pros rankings. We're going to be going over the top 10 across each of the main positions here. But I do kind of want to let you know the scoring because scoring format does matter for where you have guys ranked. Solo tackles are one and a half points. An assist is three quarters of a point. Tackle for a loss is two points. Sacks are four. Interceptions, five. Forced and also recovered fumbles are four points apiece. Touchdowns are six. Pass deflections are one and a half. And safeties are two points. So a little bit more weight given to the tackles here than the big plays. And we're going to start off with defensive linemen, Gary. So I'm going to read these off so they're aware of who the top 10 are and kind of give me your initial impressions about someone that you feel might be a little bit too low ranked here or is even missing from the top 10. You think someone should be in there that isn't. Going in order of 1 to 10, we have Nick Bosa of the 49ers, Max Crosby of the Raiders, Miles Garrett of the Browns, TJ Watt of the Steelers, Brian Burns of the Panthers, Micah Parsons of the Cowboys, Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions, Joey Bosa of the Chargers, Aaron Donald of the Rams, and the earlier mentioned Daniil Hunter, currently of the Vikings. So anything really stand out to you there? Someone, Gary, you're thinking is too low or should be (laughs) in that top 10 that isn't? First thing that jumps out of my mind is it feels like that Hassan Riddick can't get any respect. Not that he's that far out of this top 10, but he's not in it. And Joey Bosa is. As a dynasty, I mean, he's a purely dynasty. have to be, right? So we have Barnes above Micah Parsons. Yeah, there's a couple of things going on. But I want to say for first that, you know, Reddick has been getting it done when he's on. And he was on last year. He's coming in this year. He is one of the main guys that were in that major rotation that really produced some uh, sacks last year. They don't have quite the supporting cast they had last year, but that's not a big deal for Riddick because he actually had done it in other places before he ever got here without that kind of help. So he's going to be their main pass rusher. Everybody spends all this time looking at – the defensive line, the DLs. I know that Riddick is a linebacker in a lot of leagues and a lot of formats, but he's an edge rusher and he's a tackle monster on top of it. So I think he should be up in this top 10, whoever the hell you guys want to drop down. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that Aaron Donald is still a top 10, you know, when you're thinking about Dynasty, just for the fact that he's talked about mm-hmm. retirement for a while. I don't know that he's going to stick around in that team any longer than Stafford does because that team really isn't set up for long-term success right, right now. And you know, you can look across the defense. They got all sorts of problems that they need to sort out before they're going to be able to turn that back into what I feel would be a contender. So I still think Aaron Donald's awesome. I still like having him on my teams, even in dynasty. But if you're doing you know, like a startup and you're, you're ranking these guys, I have a hard time drafting him in the top 10 guys over some of these players that are younger that feel like they have more stability. Micah Parsons which we know is another linebacker slash edge rusher. Should he be under Burns and TJ Watt? Uh, Just thinking about 
Burns. Burns has shine. He he kind of broke out last year, right? It was like his best season, if I if I'm correct. Either him or Josh Allen. One of the two had to hit, and he was the one of them that did. So, but is it still that big of a hit that you put him up over Micah Parsons and the entire upside of his entire career at wherever he is on that field? Are you comfortable with that? Call me a Cowboys homer, but no. Burns certainly belongs in the top 10. I like Brian Burns a lot. And, you know, he had two really consistent nice years after his rookie year. And then, like you said, last year, he sort of had his breakout year. I do like him a lot. I do think he should be ahead of someone like Aiden Hutchinson, who I also like. But uh, he's proven it more than Hutchinson has in the league. And, you know, some of that matters. So, yeah, I mean, I probably have Parsons sitting around three or four uh, myself. And Burns is probably closer to six or seven. But, you know, when we're discussing top 10 if you have all these guys in your top 10 or most of them sort of splitting hairs it's sort of more of a tier thing like who do you have in that top tier that second tier and then like is there a third tier even in your top 10 for how you rank these guys which some people do yeah jerry boza and aaron donald they don't need to be in anybody's dynasties top 10s i mean jerry boza may be right outside of there with the anticipation that he's actually going to be able to bounce back Aaron Donald, I mean, dynasty-wise, yeah, I'm not avoiding him because even if you only get just one year out of him, hell, it was worth it. But I don't know about taking it real serious when you're building a long-term depth chart at defensive line or edge. Uh, Aaron Donald, man, he's got one or two years left, so he should probably be closer to the 12, 13, maybe a little lower depending on some ages here. There's some other guys that are, you know, below farther down that I would have over Joey Bosa at this point. We wouldn't have to go into it, but, you know, like Kayvon Thibodeau, if we're talking dynasty, what he showed as a rookie in that athletic profile, I'd have him up there. I'd even have in this, this is a hot take for some people, but Christian Wilkins has been a beast with what he's done down there in Miami. And I'd have him over Joey Bosa based on age and then also consistent production. At this oh, point, yeah. Joey Bosa, he's been every other year player, basically, whether it's because mm-hmm. of injuries or, you know, coming back mm-hmm. from an injury, crazy talented, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And that's something I have to take into account when I'm looking at dynasty rankings long-term. Anyone else you think uh, might deserve to be at least in the conversation for the top 10 that wasn't brought up into there? No, not really, but we do have a question in comments. We got Toronto Dave showing up, showing us some love for IDP. Nice to see you, Dave. Good morning. Friend of the show and voiceover man, JJ Wenner in the chat. How you doing, JJ? And we do have a question then from Dave, which is, are there some positions that are easier, harder to predict than others? So, Gary, why don't we just take this as like defensive linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs to keep it simple for everyone? Do you think it's easier to predict some over the others? All right. The easiest one to predict is for me has got to be the linebacker position, uh, mainly the inside linebacker position, because of uh, when you have those main starters and you know they're getting those 90 to 80% of the snaps, it, you know, there's going to be volume, volume and combined tackles, which is the base. How about you, Craig? Yeah, I would say linebacker is probably the easiest because by and large, it is a product of two things system that they're in and then playing time which you know we have good data at that at this point i mean if you're going back 10 years ago 
maybe not as much so as far as you know what percentage of snaps are they playing game to game because that's going to give you that second part of sort of system what that leads to it so i agree with that like roquan or is he outside he could be an out considered an off the ball outside linebacker when you see him in some listings that's the bad part about this whole thing if you don't quite underneath or if you don't quite catch the scheme base scheme they're in which is really something that's basically out the door anymore with all the packages they run but it does help define what an outside linebacker in a three four and an outside linebacker in a four three are so Ruquan Smith, definitely just consider him an inside linebacker, tackle monster, my new hero. I'm going to keep his jersey, man. I am keeping this jersey. I'm buying whoever the hell else wants that jersey for the uh, breast cancer awareness. I'll get you a new one. Just consider it. I, I bought this one too large anyways. Nobody wants that one. IDP Pros Podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Bird Dogs. What activity are you planning on doing in your bird dogs this summer? Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs make you look good. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs use anti stink, sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Head on over to birddogs.com backslash pool and enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com backslash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. That we promise you. All right, and it looks like someone wants to take the, the jersey off your hand here, Gary. So uh, you might have to be fighting Axton to get that jersey remaining in your household. He knows how he can get his. Hey, all you crazy IDP fans. We are hosting the IDP Pro's Breast Cancer Awareness Giveaway, where you can win a Roquan Smith Baltimore Ravens jersey. All you have to do to enter is donate $3 or more to any nationally recognized cancer organization and post a pic of your donation with the hashtag IDPROS. That's hashtag IDPPros. The drawing will be held on August 24th. Find more information on this podcast Twitter page or on any of your favorite IDP Pros accounts. Enter today and help us bring cancer to its knees. But uh, going back to the prediction part of this, Gary, to answer the rest of Dave's question, what positions are hard for you to predict? I think you sort of alluded to it with the cornerbacks. I would have to say overall, uh, consistency in the positions and the positional values, it has to be at the cornerback position. I would have to say not only is it hard to consistently do it from year to year, but even in season, you'll still have your outliers, of course, like we do at every position. But it is pretty hard to judge a cornerback's matchup on a weekly basis precisely because you're not the offensive coordinator. So you have that one corner. His job is going to be out there to patrol that certain area in a zone or he's going to be man-to-man in most cases. There are three or four other targets, offensive targets, that might never come that guy's way, or he only gets a few of them. It just really depends. There's just so much fluctuation. It's like 
with a linebacker, you can look, you can see what their opponent is actually, how much are they running the damn ball? What side are they? Where are they running the ball? What's going? So you can make good projections just based off of in-season points allowed if you can find it. MFL is the best one. But uh, when it comes to corner, man, it just seems so fluky. Yeah, there's usually a few guys you can pick up each year or might have consistency year to year. Like a few years ago, when he was with the Steelers anyway, Mike Hilton, I mean, the way he was used there when he was on that team, there was consistency because it wasn't just him being a slot corner. He was used in a lot of different ways, you know, to play up close to the line of scrimmage, to go back there to blitz a quarterback. He had consistent usage. He was getting a consistent production in that scheme, and it was great. Goes over to the Bengals. It's not exactly the same thing. He's not being used in the exact same way, not the exact same team. So those changes happen. Some of these other guys are going to have production just based on how they were used. You know, Marlon Humphrey, Jalen Ramsey are usually going to be sniffing around that top 10 of cornerbacks just because of how they're used by their teams. Now, again, Ramsey is changing teams again. He's on the Dolphins. Is that going to remain the same? They have a lot better secondary than what he was doing with the Rams last year. So his production might go down based on usage of the players around him. That's the stuff you got to look for. But for the players that stay in the same format, the same team, and used in the same way, if you're going to bet on cornerbacks, those are probably the ones if you want to keep someone just week after week in there. Otherwise, we've talked about on this show before, cornerback, waiver wire, roulette, uh, Johnny the Greek, who does the other show uh, here, the IDP Pro Players Pod, he does that every year and does a great job with the cornerbacks. If you're looking for a cornerback resource, move over, Gary. We're going to look at the aforementioned linebackers here now. So we're going to go through that list. We got Foy Aluakon of the Jaguars, Roquan Smith of the Ravens, Nick Bolton of the Chiefs. Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks, Bobby Okariki of the Giants, Logan Wilson of the Bengals, C.J. Mosley of the Jets, Devin White of the Buccaneers, Fred Warner of the 49ers, and Zaire Franklin of the Colts. So again, that's 1 through 10 in order, with Franklin being number 10. Gary, what stood out to you on this list? It looks more like a redraft with Olukun sitting at the top redraft rankings than it does uh, a dynasty to me. I think he ought to be down a little bit. I think we're still looking at uh, Roquan Smith and Nick Bolton highlighting that. Bobby Wagner seems to be a touch high, too. Fred Warner's not high enough in that top 10 for me, dynasty-wise. What are you eyeballing? Yeah, I mean, Wagner's probably a little bit too high, like you mentioned, you could argue the same thing with C.J. Mosley because his contract's coming up due soon, and he's already in his 30s. If you're thinking about for Dynasty, that's probably a bit too high. But a lot of these other guys, you know, Devin White has sort of showed there were a lot of concerns about his big year of production just being off of some of those big plays with sacks and things like that, um, which has came to fruition. He's not getting those year to year, but his tackle numbers mm-hmm. have maintained, and he's you know still a steady tackler, so that makes sense for a young guy up there. Zaire Franklin, I mean, if you told people a year ago he was going to be ranked higher than Shaq Leonard, uh, boy, you would have had a lot of people surprised. But I think just based on what he's shown and then not having the health concerns, it's warranted that he's up there in the top 10 ahead of Shaq. But if Shaq Leonard is to come back and be healthy, Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot closer to an even split than people are thinking. 
do we really see them giving both linebackers like 90% of the snaps? Uh, they didn't really used to do that with Okariki and combination of Leonard. Did they probably do that, but like it might vary even week to week who gets taken off more based on how each one of them's performing health. I mean, just how long they've been missing Shaq Leonard for, do you want to just throw him out there into that mm-hmm. 90% snapshot right away, or hopefully have him healthy for a few more years here. So. Well, with that being said, it was a great point, and frankly, probably shouldn't be in the top 10, neither one of them here. They probably should be down around that 20 area, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, though, too, at the very top. I mean, I like Foya Lucan, but what's going to be going on with him going forward? Is he going to be on the Jaguars? Because I think he, next year might be his last year, or they can get out of it easily after this year if they want. You know, they've drafted a first-round linebacker. They drafted a third-round linebacker. You know, they're investing in this position. So are they going to keep him around, or was it more of a guy that they knew had the talent to come in and sort of lead the changeover in that linebacking group from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson? We'll have to see. But certainly, Roquan Smith and Bolton are my one and two for me right now. Closing up the linebackers here that you fancy one way or the other, you want to move on to the defensive backs we can go ahead and roll on to those defensive back all right one through ten in order again here we have derwin james of the chargers jalen petrie of the texans buda baker of the cardinals Quan brisker of the bears minka fitzpatrick of the steelers antoine winfield jr of the buccaneers kyle duggar of the patriots talanoa hufanga of the 49ers jeremy chin of the panthers and kyle hamilton of the ravens and Gary, I'm just going to throw it out there. I know if we're talking dynasty, uh, I get people's infatuation. Great talent coming out, great talent in college. This feels too high for Kyle Hamilton when he hasn't proven anything yet. <laughs> Off the top, man. Off the top. I mean, everybody is doing a huge amount of assumption, and I get it. I really do. But some of the more seasoned consensus breakers over there probably are pumping the brakes like we are. You got to make them prove it. You at least got to see something. We do not know for a fact that they're not going to re-sign Patrick Queen next year or the facts of any of the, the – that his role's going to change. Now – I want to bring this up over what five, six years since the year that I was really hammered with Chuck Clark and telling everybody he's going to break out of something since that year, he hadn't done it. And I'm not really sure if anybody else has, uh, I mean, we've had some spurts and some stretches from these guys for a few games or months even, but entire seasons, uh, DB one, name me one that lasted the entire season. Well, besides corners and Marcus Peters right. back in the day. Right, right. Talking safety. Yeah, I mean, safety, I couldn't tell you. I mean, yeah, there's not I, there. I mean, Tony Jefferson was there for a while. I don't remember if he was any good when he was with the Ravens or not. But, yeah, it's been a while. So Weddle had a really good year, I think, with the Ravens. But you're you're pushing eight years now, maybe, with that? I... How about Reed, man? I want to go flashing back. What What's that? 15, Eric Reed? Wasn't his name? Right. Yeah. Yeah, the free safety, deep guy. He's just killer. Never mind. It is a progressive moment sometimes. Ed Reed. Ed Reed, yeah. Yeah. Ed Reed, yeah. But Ed Reed, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, he's been out of the league since 2013, and that was like with 
Houston and the Jets. His last year with Baltimore was 11 years ago. So, yeah, it's probably right. Tony Jefferson probably did dot in after that a uh, couple of seasons, but I'm not 100% sure. He was with Arizona, too. Yeah, I mean, Tony Jefferson, it looks like 2017, he was with the Ravens, and he had a really good year, but at least was knocking on the door of being a DB1. But, again, that's six years ago now? Six, seven years ago. So, like I said, it's been That's a while. about the but time yeah. Chuck took over. You mentioned Peters is there. Marlon Humphrey's still there. Marcus Williams is there. Not saying any of these guys are going to be the guy, but it's a veteran secondary of guys that produce, guys that get tackles and know what they're doing. It's not like he's also behind some crappy linebacking core now. I mean, you have Roquan Smith there. Queen's going to play some. The rookie Trenton Simpson's probably going to play some. All of that's going to be taking away from what Hamilton could potentially get you for IDP production, which is why this feels high to us. Uh, looking at the rest of this list, it doesn't look bad at all. I mean, Derwin James up over at number one for obvious reasons. He's still, you know, fairly young and everything. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of guys that kind of fell off last year. So uh, when we get to the second half, it's like you can't move those guys up or I'll mention one that I might, but you can't really move them up, but I'm having a hard time moving the guys down that are up there just for the simple fact that, well, it's kind of a weird nature of beast when it comes to ranking defensive backs. Sometimes anymore, the, the, it just doesn't. Jeremy Chin hasn't worked out where the shit tell me he has, he's not even been close. Kyle Duger, that hasn't been, it's hard to trust anybody that's not named Derwin James at the moment. And I got to think Buda Baker. The rest of them is all kind of just questionable for me. IDP Pros podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Edge Boost. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is for the Green Bay Packers to have over 7.5 wins in the regular season this year. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. thing that you mentioned about uh, Jeremy Chin, I think Chin would have been up there at the end of the year if he hadn't gotten hurt. I mean, he only played in like 11 games last year, which kind of sours. But if you look at his two prior years, they were relatively similar, like overall for the year. They still don't have long-term linebacker figured out there. I mean, Frankie Louvu is still there, I believe. And, you know, Shaq Thompson's old, reliable. You know what you're going to get out of him, but he's not earth-shattering either. So I still think he's going to be used, he being Chin, in that hybrid linebacker safety role. So I'm I'm probably bumping him up a little bit higher on here. You know, he's probably six or seven or, or something like that. Um, Antoine Winfield, they said, is going to be used in a new role in this defense with Ryan Neal there. Now he's used all over the field if he's partially playing deeper more often is that going to completely ruin him they're on a rebuilding team i think the defense is probably taking a step back i still have him around there i get why people have jalen petrie so high but again it's one year with a rookie and it was an amazing rookie year you're not going to see that every year out of him especially as this defense gets better and they start figuring out their linebackers on paper, this is not – he's got a lot of improvement to really be dynasty-worthy a long-term. Yeah, it, it's a huge gamble when, on paper, I still know that his grades weren't, like, outstanding. 
as you mentioned too, they just got a hold of Will Anderson. They're going to improve this defense. I think it's DeMarco Ryan's if I have the right coach. Yep. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I, I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P-R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. We were talking about Jeremy Chen on a sleeper chat this morning for a best ball draft, and the conversation of Luvu come up. All right. Well, as far as I know, and we were talking, I think Luvu is being moved to the outside linebacker, so everybody was kind of questioning. You moved to the outside as an edge rusher, outside linebacker, Jack Thomas inside, uh, leaving another position open inside at linebacker. So, yeah, look at that depth. Jeremy Tien. And that safety group, why in the hell they need a full-time second linebacker? Safety room is so crowded. Von Bell, Woods, Jeremy Chen, Rowe, Franklin Jr. Sam Franklin Jr. can actually play up in the box pretty decent. stuff If they don't sign anybody in the preseason or something. Breast cancer has touched all of our lives. It affects our families, our friends, and our future. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every 90 seconds. The IDP pros want to remind you that groups like the NBCF cannot do it alone. They and other breast cancer charities need our donations to help with prevention, early detection, and treatment options for women everywhere. So please donate whatever you can and help us in the fight against breast cancer. All right, Gary. So that sort of rounds out our top tens for defensive backs. Anything particular, any names we didn't hit on that surprised you that they weren't in there? <laughs> Not really. The position itself and what kind of result we had last year in the last couple of years with people that were anticipating really you know, being a top five, top ten defensive back, it's kind of fluctuated. So the right names are pretty well there. You? I guess I'm happy, and I, this is a, a weird way to put it, but I'm kind of happy that people are coming around and Jamal Adams, you know, for years and years now, he's regularly been a resident of the top 10, mm-hmm. but he's farther down. He's closer to 20 than he is to the top 10, which makes sense to me. But, you know, earlier this offseason, in some places still have him ranked in a top 10. I think you're putting a lot of eggs in an unsafe basket if you're just assuming one he's going to be back ready for the season to start because they haven't even said that he's going to be it's a major injury he's coming off of he can't stay healthy and the team around him's gotten better you know there's going to be bobby wagner back there's going to be better safety help with the three safeties they have better corners there now so it's not the same sort of crappy seahawks team there was there for a few years with him just as the main guy and bobby wagner the only two he certainly has the potential to end up in the top 10. He could end up as a safety one at the end of the year. I'm not saying it's not in the realm of possibility, but we're talking about <laughs> long-term. Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, how people are putting him up there. 
it's kind of nuts, right? In a little bit. Ah, the Tennessee free safety. Yeah, Byard, right? yep. Byard. Why 20? Why 20? Isn't that he's been doing it for years. Now I know he's older, but he's not quite that old, right? He's just not a sexy name. He's he's just again yeah. one he's sort of like Justin Simmons, where he's just Gives you consistent production. He's not going to blow up. He's not going to probably have weeks where he's the, a top five DB, but he'll regularly be in that 10 to 15 range. And people just say, oh, yeah, it's, it's that guy and move on because he's he's just not exciting, I guess, is the way. It's sort of like Cameron Curl. Cameron Curl is not an exciting player to most people. He's just sort of been a steady hand at what he's been doing. He isn't the new name blown up or the old guy on a new team or anything like that. And it's pretty wild that he's down on this rankings like that because I just got done publishing my first defensive player prop bets for the 2023 season. Well, my first article, prop bets article, officially for SGPN. Uh, Whether or not I keep going, who knows? I hope so. It's kind of cool. But Beard was actually my long shot. I, I liked his odds on... Taking on, I believe, I'm just going to make sure that I am not quoting myself wrong. I did write this last week. Where's he at? Well, while Gary is finding that, we want to thank everyone who's watching us over on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to SGPN Fantasy Football. And make sure that you hit that like button for any videos that you're watching. Leave us a comment. Let us know if you're liking what you see. If you see something that could be approved upon other than my internet connection today. And if you haven't already, get the notifications so you get all of the jingle jangle on your phone or your laptop when we're going live or any of the other shows are for that matter. found it. It took me a second. I actually had my article on SGPN. Uh, but a lot of shit goes through this head between articles, right, Craig? A lot That's how it goes. Day. Yeah, it's it's almost like flushing. But they, they've got interceptions. They've got Kevin Beard at 3.5. So... Yeah, I, t- I took that. I, li- I like that as a uh, top 10 defensive interception title prop bet. So you think there might be an edge there then, Gary? He just had it down a year last year. I mean, he's been doing it forever. You know, he's getting Simmons back. Should be healthy. He's getting Landry back, actually. I'm not, like, enhammered with that front line to start the season. But I'm going to tell you, since 2019 – Baird has only had one year that he has not been up there. He had five interceptions in 2019. He only had one in 2020. Uh, But then he bounced back up at five in 2021. I think his modest season has the numbers down. So if I'm going to put that bet on there, that is definitely with him when his average is uh, 3.8 interceptions on his career a year. Well, that's one edge that Gary is hoping to give you there, and we got uh, one more edge we hope to give you a boost with here. IDP Pros podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Edge Boost. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is for the Green Bay Packers to have over 7.5 wins in the regular season this year. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. Go ahead and get signed up for that bet if you can find it. Gary, do you know where you were finding that one at? 
Uh, yeah, I look straight at the Vegas odds. You should be able to find them. That's the problem with IDP prop bets. All right, DraftKings. Go to DraftKings. It's the only one I really know unless you're going straight to Vegas and you got that back alley bookie. That's the best I got. I live in Ohio, so I know how to place them. I know how to bet them. I might not talk <laughs> it too pretty. I might not talk it too pretty yet, but that's all right. DraftKings got it covered as far as I know. Well, if I come down to Ohio, when I come down to Ohio, rather, for the expo, we'll have to see about maybe getting some bets placed then because, unfortunately, in Wisconsin, the uh, casinos uh, have a stranglehold on everything, and we're now looking for several years more before they open up legalized other betting. So we'll we'll have to take your word for that up here in Wisconsin at the moment. I can't wait to get you and uh, JJ both old former getting defensive guys. Get to have dinner with you, I hope. And speaking of that, JJ thinks you talk pretty Gary. So, Aww. thanks for tuning in, JJ. Any sort of parting thoughts here, Gary, as we wrap up this Jeez. whatever sort of show this was of top ten rankings discussion and other nonsense? Riddick should have been up in the defensive line. You mentioned Wilkins. Wendy Williams is down there. Oh, there was a few of those guys in that bottom half that you should probably start kicking up. Chris Jones at 17. My goodness. My goodness. Make sure that uh, you keep some age in mind when you're looking at those. Uh, Holcomb, why in the hell is he in the top 20 of linebackers? And Jalen Thomas. I think that uh, him and Kevin Beard should be replacing guys like Kyle Hamilton and Duggar. Top 10. What do you got? Anything before we close? No, that, that should about do it. Again, this has been the IDP Pros Manager Podcast, and we want to thank you for tuning in on this Friday. We will um, – are we just off next week? I forget. All right. So real quick. IDP Pros podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network are brought to you by Edge Boost. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is for the Green Bay Packers to have over 7.5 wins in the regular season this year. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. He is still rolling, man. He rolled all the way through the NBAs, right? You're creating more work for yourself, Gary. We played that. Oh, it's, damn it. See, there we go. <laughs> That's all right. But, yes, I mean, he did win for the NBA. Nikola Jokic was the MVP. So if you got your ears listening to Johnny the Greek prior to May, or prior to May, prior to June, and you were getting that place, uh, he won you some money. So take the And I like his last two, the one with the Dallas over and uh, and this one was the Green Bay over, right? Yeah, yeah I refuse to bet on the Cowboys as a Cowboys fan because right. it never goes well for me. But hopefully other people that will bet on them will have some better yeah, luck. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one to edit. To seeing, are we actually – I think we're, we're not doing a show next week, yeah? No, it is – we're going to do – one show next week, it's going to be the ID pod, IDP Pro Players pod. John and Craig are going to jump on that, and it's all about the timing. Uh, John's going to work during the day, man, so hopefully you'll be able to join him that 9 o'clock that night, record that thing, we'll get it out, and I believe you guys might be doing one of the divisions like we're covering here on the manager's pod, but I'm going to leave that up to you two. 
But we, Gary and I, will not be on no. 10 a.m. Eastern live with you next week. You will have to wait. I'm on vacay. Until June 30th when we will return and we will be going over our divisions again, at least for this show, the division will be going over is the AFC North stock report for veterans up, down, sideways, whatever we find in the AFC North. But I want to thank you all for tuning in as always for me and from Gary. We will see you back here in two weeks. Have a great day, everybody. We'll be right back.